right, hello everybody, welcome to the 2020 socially distanced COVID edition of the Big Ditka's Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm trying to mute it slowly, there we go, because when it gets to the end it gets rough. But we got Mike here, and also joining me is Mike. The other Mike. The other Mike. Try to keep it real easy, right? Absolutely. Don't even go with last names. So it's just Mike and Mike. <laughs> well, I, this is you hear last what Mike show. said on the podcast this week? I didn't. Absolutely. Because who's listening? That's also true. <laughs> okay, today my focuses are not saying the word like a lot. I say that too often. I've re-listened to a lot of episodes and I say that too often. And just being here, so many jokes go over my head. I remember once you did one that was really hilarious and I just said, yeah. And so, let me try to focus. <laughs> well, I've forgiven you for that lack of support. Well, I appreciate it. So, let us talk about... I got... I got... Uh, I got... I didn't... I wanted to redo a new intro. I'll be honest. I didn't have the energy to... And I, I don't have the native files anymore. So, I, I need to re-record it, which is fine. I, I, you know, but... I, I think it works. Yeah, I just wanted to, like... You know, update the, the, the sounds a little bit, you know, get some new guitars in there. But anyways, I haven't done that. So what what we're going to start talking about is about our draft. So which one can I play here? What's this one? Whoa, 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 whoa. This is the first, first episode of a new season. Uh-huh. The people want to know, how are you, Mike? Who, me? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right, man. I'm all right. It's been it's been 2020 sucks. <laughs> it, it really does. That's the best way to put it. It it sucks on many on many levels, on a professional level, on a personal level it sucks. Um you know, I, I was, it's a very hard year. Um you know, kids didn't go to school. Now they don't want to go to school. There's all the, you know, so yeah, 2020 sucks. And hopefully 2021 is better. I mean, don't say. I'd it. like to say I'd like to say there's only one place to go. Well, the only place to go is up from here, but I honestly don't know. Hey, you know what the positive today though is that I think this is the most professional setup I've ever had. So I feel I'm, I'm sitting at a desk because I've been working from home so much. I thought sitting at a desk, we're using Zoom to actually see each other's faces, and nice. I got I got a little stand with the the soundboard on it, which we won't use that much. What's this one? Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and um, so positive there. I will put out this disclaimer. My uh, my wife is currently watching a show, so I am in our bedroom. And while the AC window unit is not currently on... Um, you may hear sounds of the city. So um, if that if you do hear a, a low rumbling of a plane or a train or a, automobile, an automobile um, I got you. I, I hope you enjoy uh, the, the the vibrant what is left of the vibrant Toronto nightlife. Yeah, and it's exciting because I mean we have people in the league who are in different cities, so they can hear that low hum of the Toronto life. Uh, just off Gardner, Toronto. Hey, speaking, okay, can I ask you then, because the low hum of the suburbs in Mississauga is pretty much every night, if you are up late enough at night, is cars revving like crazy. I, I think 
I, I've, I know they've broken up two or three street racing rings in Mississauga and Brampton in the past few months, and they're clearly still going. Mm-hmm. You, are, you get that? Uh, lots of motorcycles. Motorcycles. Lots of motorcycles. Um, and any car that's uh, decided to race another car in the Gardner Expressway. So you do get some racing? Yes. Um, mostly motorcycles. Um, and that, and well, during the day, it's all of the trucks. There's a lot of trucks because we're just off of an expressway. That's really annoying. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I get you. I get the, uh, the unnecessary, uh, street racing that happens in the middle of the night. <laughs> I, I just, it's every night, every night you con I constantly hear cars, and yesterday, yesterday night, actually, there was one I thought, is, is that like an F1 car driving across the 403 or QEW? I'm not that close to it, but it was loud, and it was a sustained loud. So I, I thought there's no road near me that would allow you to go that fast that long. Um, there's Aaron Mills Parkway, but Aaron Mills Parkway has a lot of lights, so you would stop unless you were running them. So anyways, um, just curious. I would like to go on record to say this is the oldest conversation we've ever had. <laughs> we're we're complaining about all the kids with their cars and the revving and the going at all times of the night. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks thanks for calling me out on that one. All right, now I feel like an old man. I mean, we're the same age, but I I think people are going to think we're at least fifteen years older than we actually are right now. I it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. I'm not calling the police on them. I just find it amazing <laughs> that it's every night and it's, you know, two, three in the morning sometimes if I wake up or whatever. And uh, I, I just think, are the police not trying to do something? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. It sounds like an old man. Let's get off my lawn. Not in my backyardism. Okay. You got me. Damn it. <laughs> We're doing well. That's the important thing. Yay! In spite of 2020, we are doing well. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? There is a... I don't know. There, There is, like you said, a cautious optimism. Hopefully things get better. And, and you know, it's been a good summer, to be fair. it's It's been a good summer of really nice warm days. And I think kind of enjoying the local a little bit more, going to a lot of splash pads with the kids. Hey, if you ever go to a splash pad with a kid, I, with 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 kids, one fun game I found to play is we sit under the dump bucket, and then you play mm-hmm. rock paper scissors. So whoever loses has to stay under. And oh, that's fine. Yeah, so you just have to play as fast as you can because if you don't play fast, then you know you won't get out. So you're just trying to play as fast as you can to get out. We had a good time. It was fun. We did that a lot. I thought you, I thought you said your game was going to be to. Uh to tell your friends to show up and then show up 20 minutes later and, uh, and have your couple of friends without kids hang out at a splash, splash pad and just be ostracized by every single family who's there with kids wondering what these weirdo people are doing. Did we do that to you? <laughs> you did that once before. <laughs> it was so awkward. Never, pro tip, if you don't have a kid, do not hang out by a splash it pad. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks, huh? When was that? When was that Mary Curtis Park? That one time we went to that one splash pad. Yeah, yeah, that was. All right, yeah. I remember that. I don't know, it was that. My, my wife vowed that we will never do that again. Okay. <laughs> All right, splash pads are weird places. Sorry, sorry. I should just say sorry. Sorry, 
Sorry. We just want to hang out. (laughs) I've told some people that before, too. I said, hey, look, like, I'm happy to hang out, but I don't want you to feel like if, you know. It was a lovely hangout. It actually really was. It was a beautiful day. We're just fashionably late is how to show up to those things. Yeah, and 20 minutes sitting in a splash pad with no kids is weird. (laughs) Good thing you had Amanda with you, because if not, then you definitely would have had the cops called on me. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's let's chat. Um, what's this one? Let's chat sports. Well, what I've learned from watching. Oh this. wait, sports? When I say sports, you say nuts. Sports, nuts, sports, nuts. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> how could I resist? I love that one. So, draft results. How did you feel about your draft results? Uh, you were so, drafting in tenth spot. Yes, which was, uh, you know. The, out, of, out of a 10-team league, it's not where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly enough, I was actually very happy with all of my draft choices. Um, I, I think things actually kind of kind of worked out. I got the players that I was looking to target. I got the, uh, the players that I wanted to, to check out and find out about. There was a couple that I missed out on. Um, Who did you miss out on? Oh, sorry. I, I kind of wanted Kareem Hunt, um, mm. who was taking two picks before me um, in, in round seven, I believe, or something around those lines. Um, but yeah, um, I got the quarterback I was going for. I got Matt Ryan because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't going to go for an early round quarterback, so I was going to miss out on a bunch of them. I already had that strategy in place, so I'd already written off. Um, all the big names, Mahomes, but I got, Prescott, I got what I was looking for. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Um, yeah, yeah. All the all the the ones that are going to get you tons of points. But I mean, Matt Ryan, pretty reliable, um, Mister Consistent for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he throws the ball. He throws the ball. Uh, so yeah, so I, I was happy overall. Um, and even uh, spoiler alert: even after week one, I'm still happy with my team. Oh, very good. Yeah. How about you? Um, yeah. You know what? I I I don't I don't. Uh, you know, I never feel that great. But you know, I was I was wondering about DeAndre Hopkins in the third and thinking, you know, new quarterback, new team, but it's DeAndre Hopkins. That guy caught passes from some pretty bad quarterbacks, and Kyler Murray doesn't seem to be that bad of a quarterback. So you know, um, I was really happy with that. I think. Um, you know, this league always surprises me. I do a bunch of mock drafts, and I didn't do that many, but it always surprises me some of the some of the things that that happen in in the draft. People will take players, and I go, "Oh man, I thought that guy would be available way later." Um, overall, though, I, I am pretty happy. Um, you know, even even some of my late picks, Marquise Brown, and and uh, where am I here? Um, you know, uh, I'm I'm interested to see what happens with Leonard Fournette. I mean, I drafted him in the 11th round, so you know, I'm feeling feeling all right with that. And uh, you know, I, f- I feel I feel I feel okay. I f- I don't feel great. I will say I don't mm-hmm. feel great, but I don't think I ever feel great after a draft because I was oh I wanted that guy. Why didn't I reach for that guy? But I felt there were times where I reached for the players that I wanted to, and I felt good about them. And now I look back and and go, yeah, I think I hit some that that were pretty happy, and I have a cu- a couple questions around some players, like like Carry On Johnson and Nicole Hardman are two players that, you know, yeah. I think I don't I didn't I didn't think Detroit would move on from Carry On so quickly, 
but it looks like they have. And so it's it's interesting, like asking about the draft, especially this year when there was no exhibition game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was so much speculation. Like I would I would listen to fantasy football podcasts. I would read articles, and even the experts, the ones who are, are paid. Um, to make these proclam- proclamations are relying on beat writers yep. and things that are coming out of, you know, what the coach is saying. And obviously coaches are saying whatever fits their strategy. They could just be lying boldface to you about what's going on um, just so it throws off their competition. But that's what you have to work off of um, with no exhibition game. So uh, this draft was difficult. Um, I think, you know, week one, I have it as a point to discuss later just about like how bizarre week one is mm-hmm. um, this year. It's almost like, you know, an exhibition game really like it feels uh, so strange watching football. Cause it's the biggest stage of football. And yet things are so quiet. There's no, if it, if it, it feels like preseason games, but the players does. are playing like they're not preseason games. Yes, absolutely. But even then just like the, bringing the rookies into the fold in their first ever mix. Like had we seen them in the preseason, um, you know, then maybe you would have known Deandre Swift was being targeted more in Detroit, Mm -hmm. or maybe he would have made a terrible, costly error at the end of the game. That would have (laughs) screwed things up for the team. And then you would have known that he's likely going to be limited moving forward. Um, so yeah, there's so many, so many question marks that never got answered that, um, you know, that would have gotten answered in preseason. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Even yep. if you're not happy with your team after this draft, there's still hope because everybody was guessing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that I'm not happy with my team. It's just that there are a couple where I go, man, like, you know, I, I, there's a couple of times where you take a chance and, and I, I go, it sucks after week one to think mm, maybe that wasn't, you know, it didn't pay off at all. Right. So, mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. I guess it's better for them to, to do that then, you know, then not, and then I can just move on, whatever, so. So one tip that I've picked up on, and Uh I know, as we've discussed in the past, Mm -hmm. even earlier, you know, like, we are, this is, this is really a podcast for our league. It's just for fun. Um, We get more than 10 people listening, we don't know why. We were discussing Um, football for 15 minutes prior to this, and then we just pretty much decided to hit record, is what it comes down to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. we don't really want to give away too much strategy because we're just really talking to our competitors. Right. But uh, one thing that I've, that I picked up on this year is, you know, in the draft, especially the late rounds of the draft, you want to take, you don't want to take people you're going to stash for weeks and weeks and weeks. You want to take people that are going to be hit or miss, right? You want mm-hmm. to take flyers. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, if they miss, they miss, you know, but like that's ideally you've got enough, a secure enough team by the time you get to like the last two or three rounds, bef- at least a couple of rounds before you're going to pick up your eventual kicker and defense um, to, uh, to go and say, you know what, maybe this person will hit. And then if they don't, you know, say la vie. Yep. And then you can move on, pick somebody else. And exactly. And that's actually one of the, one of the other leagues that I invited you to be a co-manager on. What I, what I tried to do is, and this is unfortunately before I did some research into certain things, but I thought if I could nail down 
I to try it out. I'm I'm going to nail down my tight end position. I'm going to nail down my quarterback. So I have Kyler Murray at quarterback. I have Kelsey at at tight end because I just I thought let me nail those down and see what happens. I think the most interesting in the draft actually in many ways was Chris's team who drafted um, three wide receivers to start. You know, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Allen Robinson were the first three picks. Um, he didn't pick his first running back until round five, where he picked mm-hmm. Mostert, and then he picked Lev Bell, unfortunately. And yeah, um, it, it's tough. I to see this year, I felt that the receiver class was deeper, mm-hmm. um, so you could go later rounds. I mean, he got some amazing receivers, but um, yeah, running backs, it was. It felt like it was stacked towards the top. But, I mean, you never know. There's already been a couple injuries of, like, very noteworthy injuries. So, um, yeah, and I mean... It's not to say there's not value in the fifth, sixth, seventh round for running backs. Well, he also scored the second most points this week. So, that kind of makes you go, hmm, maybe he hit on something, right? Make you go, hmm. Things that make me go, hmm, right? But it'll be helping our age with these references. Yeah. Let's make all of our it's references like late '80s, early '90s. It's just for us. <laughs> it's just for us. Forget it. Don't worry about it. It's just us, you and me. That's it. You know? Did you see that little girl? The the girl Dave Grohl did a song with her. She played Everlong. You saw this, actually. I know oh, you saw this, right? Yeah. And I was talking about it with Allison, and I said I, I watched it earlier today. And the thing I didn't like about it is when I watched, I, it felt like a very YouTube video. It was a lot mm. of cuts to her face being like, oh, oh my God. And I, it just felt like this is, she might as well just said, smash subscribe, hit the bell. It didn't feel, yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel, it wasn't like it was produced. It just didn't feel like it was. Her, Natural, organic. Yeah. Her reaction was like a YouTube reaction. And then, you know, later it'll be the YouTube apology Right? Like, it just felt like a very YouTube moment. It didn't feel like a little girl who is playing, you know, with her idol mm-hmm. and is really excited. It To me, it just it just really felt that way. And I was kind of, eh, eh. In all fairness, with, with the influencer culture and that actually being a job at this point, like, you know, sounds like she's got the entrepreneurial spirit. Like letter, uh, it doesn't seem as natural as it would. Like, yes, I agree. It would be cool if it's, you know, just an honest, natural reaction. But hey, I mean, she's got to get hers. Maybe she's going to parlay a career out of this. So, I'm sure she will. Well, she is a good I, I, drummer. I give, I, I give she's her a good drummer. She'll be fine with that. Like that, that's the thing, though. You're a good drummer. You're you're fine. You will have a career in that. Yeah. And you don't need a YouTube channel. And I don't really want to watch a YouTube channel of a little girl playing the drums. I'm not going to lie. Like, she's a good drummer for a little girl. I'm mm-hmm. not taking lessons from her. I'm not learning anything from her. You know, uh, not, not, to be, not to be rude, but she's a mm-hmm. little girl playing the drums. And she's really good for a little girl playing the drums. But there's, that's it. It's novelty. I'm not subscribing. I don't see any value in that. Anyways, yeah. all right. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about if, if other people are going to listen to this. Draft-wise, hmm. uh, was there anybody who you thought, I mean, had a really great draft? Um, Let me look at the... 
I'm trying to pull up. So I have it here. I'm pulling up on the on the screen oh, here. There we go. The, uh, the you know, screen. and I'm looking at, at John Steeman Willie Beeman had had a really quite an interesting draft. Kamara, Godwin, Kelsey, Ingram, uh, McLaurin, Allen. That's a pretty good starting group right there. You it know? is. Um, Bench-wise, it gets a little weak, but... It, it's it's good as a draft. I mean, when you see Ingram fail to perform this past week, um, it does make you wonder if age has finally caught up to him. But, I, I mean, I would have picked Ingram had I had the opportunity to, so I wouldn't. I have no issues against that, mm-hmm. that pick. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I found interesting going through all the... All the like looking through all the rosters after it's done, so many people pick two defenses. Yeah, I don't. There's multiple teams that pick two deep. Like I went for two quarterbacks, um, which I never do. Usually, mm-hmm. I ride with one. Yeah. Um, but ride or die, baby. Ride or die. But <laughs> this this year with with COVID, you don't know what's going to happen, and then people get knocked out for three weeks. They get put on, you know, the IR for COVID precautions. They're gone for three weeks. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I needed that backup um but i am interested that there's there was i think at least three teams that picked multiple defenses um yeah let us know in the comments if you agree hit yes uh, like this video if you agree with two defenses <laughs> and subscribe if you disagree is that cool can i do that can i say that, that? For me. we're not yeah. posting this on youtube no. interesting yeah i mean I, that's something I always found with this league, though, is they were people drafting too deep where I thought, you know, two tight ends. And I thought, man, two tight ends, you know, and... and two tight ends make sense because it goes along the same thing with, like... I guess. Two quarterbacks. One gets injured, one gets COVID. You need that backup. Well, I understand this going year. too deep. But defense, like, the whole defense isn't going to get COVID. If, I guess a team could just get removed, but, like, yes. that's what it would take. But even still, with two defenses, there's a lot of teams to pick from i don't know i oh, will see maybe we're wrong mm-hmm. maybe we're wrong we could be we could I mean, it does take away it also does remove the better defenses from other people um like myself who was going to stream defenses for this year so maybe <laughs> oh, that's this is why more you're of a gripe than anything ah, yeah, but there uh, it is. you know uh it is like so it's a tactic it's a strategy on that regard um but yeah i just i've never seen it in the past so i was i was curious as to why not even just one, but a number of teams had picked multiple defenses. It was pretty interesting. Hmm, that is true. The closest game of the week was uh, Steeman Willie Beeman against Dirty Girl, which was close when I kind of picked this out and got a little bit further when uh, the Tennessee defense lost points. But overall, um, you know, uh, really on a great performance by Josh Allen and, uh, you know, and, and Kamara. And Kelsey, again, I think having a solid tight end is a really good strategy in general. So, um, anything well, Kelsey's on also, if he was a receiver, he would be a top 10 receiver. Yeah. He's, he's not just a tight end. He's one of but the that's, best catching players in the league. But that's what he gives so, you. He, he, he yeah. gives you a position where you're going to get a lot of points and you're going against, you know, if you're doing playing kind of the one-on-one, you know, he's going against players who are not, getting that level right so yeah you have that advantage and if you can you know even in this respect you know john didn't really hit on the wide receivers with mclaurin mm-hmm. and godwin but you know that helped him pull through and it was a, it was a close game it was a close game it was within you know 10 points so not as close as we've seen in yeah. the past but there you go yeah the um, uh, what do you what do you think about 
uh, Josh Allen. I've, I now granted I am a Dolphins fan, so I prefer not to like Bill's thing, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Josh Allen's accuracy was, was always in question. Mm-hmm. Um, and also because they love to run the ball and yep. they had Zach Moss coming in, who's so highly touted. And I mean, he also really showed up for this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he taught, he passed it a lot. Um, and, uh, he kind of surprised me. He kind of made me think twice about. I know it was against the Jets. Yep. Uh, we had to put a big asterisk on this, and the Bills do have one of the top five most difficult schedules out of all the teams this year. So we'll see how he performs. Um, well, this is one of the see, segments. Do you that, see Josh Allen hitting? This is one of the segments that that I wanted to get to, in, in the in the real or fantasy, right? So that's this drop. <laughs> I really got to dig deep for some of these, but I, I mean, it's, it's interesting. So you hit a good point though earlier where you talked about COVID and not having preseason. And in that respect, with everything you would have expected from the bills, you would say this team is going to run the ball more. So that might've played in their strategy. I also had a look at, you know, last year, the jets defense were ranked about middle of the pack. Uh, they went one and one against Buffalo, but you know, in the, in the game that they actually won, they played against backups and, and it was week 17. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know the i overall i mean he's got a better much better receiving core right and oh, absolutely. i saw well, a great breakdown once you put digs in there it's a yeah. game changer and i saw a good breakdown of um john brown's touchdown and they showed just the blocking that stefan digs brought you know, A, the distraction he brought, he kind of ran across the field, brought the defenders to him, and then when the pass went to John Brown, immediately put the block on and let John Brown run into the... And, it, you know, the the film they were saying, like, that's pretty much... He he created that touchdown, right, because of that, mm-hmm. that key block. So, you know, if they can get more of that, if they can keep that up, and, you know, Josh Allen, yeah, he's always not been so accurate, but if if they can have the threat of the rush because he did still run for 57 yards and a touchdown too, Mm -hmm. right? Then that often does open up those kind of plays, right? Because you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't just abandon that, you know, he's not just going to sit back there. So uh, I think there's a lot of, you know, well, there is a lot of optimism in Buffalo. And I think Josh Allen is, uh, he's a good quarterback. I, I, I I would imagine that, you know that that's he knows his weaknesses. He's he's probably worked on it, and I think not having those preseason games, in fact, has let the has let the teams focus really really deeply on some of these issues, and mm-hmm. say, okay, let's you know instead of worrying about getting ready for a game or or doing that, let's really focus on this issue. Let's make sure we get to it because we saw you know Mitchell like Trubisky right had the same kind of where he kind of wasn't. I, I thought he looked decent in the first three quarters you know he didn't really get much done obviously but i didn't think mm-hmm. he looked bad um he has looked worse yeah exactly he he kind of had a trubisky first three quarters but he has looked worse well but i didn't think he was making really bad decisions i i personally i'm not the best analyst i don't know this stuff that well but you know i didn't think he was mm-hmm. making very like really poor decisions or trying yeah. to do stuff that just didn't work or you know abandoning plays when which a lot of people said in 2019 that's what he would do he would abandon plays when things would eventually open up or instead of looking keeping his eyes downfield he started you know so um 
you know, and, and I think the fourth quarter, I mean, he, uh, well, we know he made, but, you know, the pass to, to Miller was a perfectly placed pass. And mm-hmm. I think the preseason and having more time with that helps. So I think mm-hmm. I think Josh Allen is going to have a good year. That's my thought. He's, he's always going to be fantasy relevant just because if, he does, if he's not bringing it in the air, he can run. Mm-hmm. And he's always a rushing threat. So uh, he's always a great choice when it comes to fantasy. Um, I, w- I personally was expecting a regression this year just based on he did so well last year, but his schedule was also so light. Mm. It kind of went the complete polar opposites where now it's so heavy. I know with the Jets, obviously, you're not going to get that first real test um, coming his way because, you know, there's much better competition than the Jets. But uh, it is interesting to see how well he did, especially throwing it. Because even when they were up by a lot last year, they would just run the ball. Mm-hmm. And they were up by a lot, and they were still throwing the ball. Um, so it's he made himself. He really kind of popped, popped out for me. Now the next player you have in the list is Cam Newton, who was the QB nine. So Josh Allen was the QB three, twenty eight point eighteen fantasy points. Cam Newton, you have QB nine, and you wanted to discuss that in terms of saying, you know, is is Cam Newton back? Yeah. So you know, um, I, I I'm pretty worried about it. Because when he came back in Carolina, he did look okay. And then midway through the season, his shoulder died. Mm -hmm. And he tried and it just died. So, you know, I'm not surprised by this result in that respect. I think, again, New England's a smart team. They're going to do stuff. They're going to leverage the the person who they have. And Mm -hmm. Cam Newton is that guy. Like you you have here, 155 pass yards, 75 rushing yards. So he pretty much rushed for half of what he passed. But Yeah, and two rush TDs and no passing TDs. Yeah, so, you know, (laughs) I just, I think, you know, will will his shoulder last through the season? You know, uh, I I guess, does, is Belichick the smart, you know, and he is smart enough to, uh, look at that photo. That's a great picture. Can you see that? that? Hilarious. Yeah. But Did you um, see his, at what he was wearing at the end of the uh, the game? I don't know if you saw the post game interview. Um, I, I, it was it was fantastic. I loved it. <laughs> it was just the bright yellow blazer and the hat. It was it was money. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Going to make another '90s reference here. I love just it. Pure just money. pure money. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's my worry is that, you know, hopefully, I, again, same thing. I hope he's back. I hope he is. But, you know, if he, and like you said here, no real standouts in the backfield, um, you know. Um, yeah, Sony Michelle had a surprising, I'd written off Sony Michelle. Um, I thought last year it was like he just worked his way to the back and um, he actually had a, a serviceable game. Um, I guarantee it is. I am a Miami fan, so I can say this. You know, their secondary is good, uh, <laughs> and that's about it. Um, so it, it did lead it did lead to more rushing mm. opportunities. Um, but yeah, Cam Newton was one of those ultimate flyers where you weren't sure what you had with him. It was kind of like first week, let's see what's going on, and he delivered. He absolutely delivered. I I I don't know if he's going to stay like this because. There are in the running back by committee that they have. There are no real standouts. There's serviceable players, but I don't know if anyone, you know, James White maybe can help. I don't know if Sony Michelle's back. But James White's just 
Jamie White's always been the he'll catch a pass. He'll have a couple, you know, he's not the guy you're going to have the whole time. No. But maybe beside no. Cam, I mean, maybe it doesn't matter as much because you knew with Brady that he wasn't going to do that, right? So maybe with Cam, they can make it work. Yeah, so my thing is, hmm. you know, the receivers, you got Edelman and then, you know, who else? So, I didn't even know. I remember discussing this with you prior to the draft. I was like, who do they even have? And I had to look it up because I I, yeah. I knew Sony Michelle, but I knew everybody was down on him and, and he didn't have a good year last year. And, and I... Uh, you know, I thought, man, I, that's one thing that I'm learning is, you know, I am only a few seasons deep in the NFL and man, mm. do teams really, when they turn on a running back, it's like they're, they're like, well, you tried, you tried. <laughs> Can I get another shot? Maybe, maybe, but why don't we let this other guy carry this ball? Yeah. How about yeah. that? So, um, it's, it's a fickle, fickle game. Very fickle. So I wanted to talk about that because I'm looking at the time. We're getting a little long here. We don't want to talk okay. about But you and I could talk about this all night, to be fair. It's true. Uh, Malcolm Brown was the other guy that I have on here of wondering, okay, is Malcolm Brown the guy in L.A.? Um, 18 attempts, 79 yards, two touchdowns, 31 yards and, re- and three receptions. Um, I'll say I watched this game and I was obviously very interested in Malcolm Brown. And, you know, I have even a quote here of Sean McVay saying, you know, um, you know exactly how those carries is some is will be distri- distributed is something will determine really as the week progresses and as the game unfolds, obviously saying that he's going the hot hand approach. Well, Cam Akers mm-hmm. looked crappy. I found Cam Akers constantly running into piles, couldn't cut, couldn't, you know, and Malcolm Brown looked really good. He was one of those running backs who every time he got the ball, he was running for positive yards and getting, mm-hmm. pushing, getting beyond, you know, first contact and stuff like that. So I wanted to mm-hmm. know your opinion just for me, because he's on my bench and I'm questioning, you know, Joe Mixon, uh, rookie quarterback and he did fumble so brought his points down but you know and yeah it's my first round pick but you know i was going man like no if only I'd, well you know hey you, I, I had to you draft him at a certain spot you have to play them right like yeah. that's yeah um i will say that cam Akers, second round pick he did look like a rookie mm-hmm. but you draft him that high they're going to give him opportunities so the running back by committee is might hurt malcolm brown but I don't think he's a bad pickup by any means. But you talk um, about you talk about you know you 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 draft you know he is a rookie. But you look at you know certain rookies in the league, Edwards, Hilaire, and Swift, yeah. right? And you go, they used them. They didn't use them like rookies. They used them, right? And yeah, it's well, not Edwards like, Hilaire looked like a. Granted, he was in the amazing Kansas City offense, but he looked like a legitimate player. Oh yeah. Um, you know, Swift did not. And Akers definitely did not. Yeah. But I still think they'll give him... It might not happen right away. Malcolm Brown might have some uh, some good weak runs. Um, but I think Akers eventually is going to start eating into that. Just because they spent such a high draft pick on him, I um, think they're going to want to try and use him because they only have him for so, year, so many years under the rookie contract. They're just going to hammer the ball. So later in the season, maybe he'll lead into it. That's my only thing about that. Thanks. That's what I wanted. I wanted your advice because you're smarter at this than I am. So I will well, play him for a bit, and then I'll trade him to you. No, I won't trade him to you, because you already know. Fuck. Why do you know all <laughs> these things? All you right. can fly through this last one, um, partially because he's my player, um, <laughs> but also because I think this is the easiest one. So the, is this real Calvin Ridley? Yep. I would say yes, 100% real. Um, there was a lot of uh, 
he was getting he was garnering a lot of interest coming in from all the experts uh, saying that this was going to be a breakout year, mm-hmm. um, and especially with Julio Jones drawing people away, because uh, you can't leave Julio Jones open. Yeah, um, and Julio Jones is still going to get even if he's got the toughest assignments. Um, he's still going to get his yardage. He's still going to get his scores. Um, but it just opens things up so much for Calvin Ridley. And because uh, the Falcons' defense is not great and they'll be playing from behind quite a bit, uh, Matt Ryan will be throwing the ball a whole bunch. Mm. This, so, was the, this was the game I probably actually did the most research in because I didn't really watch that much. And I actually watched this mm-hmm. game because I thought it was very interesting that all three receivers had 12 targets. All of them had nine receptions. And mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley was the only one who got the touchdowns. He had the four red zone targets compared to Jones with one and Gage with two. But I had a look because I wanted to see what was Matt Ryan actually doing. And I, I noticed, yeah, it was... You know, yeah, Gage was definitely not the first read on the play. He was, no. you know, and it was either Julio or 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 Ridley, and both of them they were typically the first read on the play. Yeah, I will say that Gage got a lot of attention because of the points, but I personally believe um, Hayden Hurst will take a lot of those looks. He just had um, some pretty significant coverage this game. Mm. I think Hayden Hurst is going to surpass Gage personally. Um, Gage will still be useful, but I just think it's not going to be... It'll be Julio, uh, Calvin in 1-2, some sort of order, yep. and then probably um, Hurst after that. Well, and you hit it on the on the question of, like you said, around Julio taking the coverage, and now we can make a play for Ridley. So it'll be interesting to see how that progresses through yeah. the season. It's true. So that was Real or Fantasy, and that's that's brought to you by... Wrigley's yeah. gum. I was wondering who we were going to get to sponsor this. You know, in, in, in Anchor, you can actually get sponsors. And I, I remember that popped up and Fred was like, do it. And I, I, I tried, but I think it was only us at the time or whatever. And, um, I don't know. I, yeah, I, uh, I didn't think anybody would listen to this with just us. And I certainly don't think if we start putting ads in there, did listen to it anymore. <laughs> so, all right, uh, how are we doing for time? Can we, we go are, through the last couple of games? We are way too long. Do you want to go through a couple of games that happened last week, or do you want to look at the? Well, let, let's give shout outs to the. Okay, so um, we should give shout outs first because people won't listen this far. No, they weren't. No, Mark Wool is that how I pronounce his last name? I believe it's he Wooly. Wooly. So he beat me this week. That was a good game, man. Mark. Um, yes, it was. Uh, and Juju, Juju is interesting. Juju was one that, I, man, you know, after last year and, you know, uh, uh, James Conner, I feel very much like I'm so happy I avoided James Conner because last year I had him and it was it was like this every game. Is he going to get injured? What's he going to do? And then he'd get injured. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Juju seeing that, I mean, that was pretty cool. Seeing that was him really back. surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, he, he has a, a solid team yeah up and down um he has like he dealt with some issues with miles sanders and you know deandre swift who he drafted with there was issues with swift coming into this one uh Devontae parker who's now currently out um and he still managed to put together a good team so yeah full props for for that one highest score of the week yeah man seriously 
And, uh, and of course, you know, the, the game of uh, Sander versus Jimmy, which is always an important, important game because we know what's going on in the household. Jimmy took this. I wonder what the record is between them. I bet you there's a way to look that up, but I don't I know I guarantee how. you they know that. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want to find this out as well. I hope they do. I bet you there's a way. Maybe we'll have to find that out for next week. We'll see if I can remember it. But uh, this season, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, though, if you look, Sanders a, a, a level gold fantasy and Jimmy's a, a level silver. So well, that's that's got to hurt. That's got to hurt. That's, that's got to hurt, hurt right there. I mean, Jimmy, you got to step it up. <laughs> but I mean, uh, she, she's a full level ahead of you. I know full well gold silver is you know the first loser. So right, that's yeah. what, that's what they say. So interesting, you know, I know Sander was uh, chatting in the chat about, you know, I picked the number one the number one defense and they only got me four points. Um, and it's funny, Sylvain used to always talk, but they were rated, it doesn't work that way, right? But I think, you know, in that respect, you look at it and you go, um, you know, again, James Conner kind of really screwed her there. One point, uh, point, yeah. 1.7 points is really going to hurt you. Um, the rest of her team didn't have a bad game, except who, Deontay Johnson. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, but he didn't have a a bad. Is he game. injured? What happened to him? He doesn't. Deontay Johnson six touchdowns. I, blah, blah, I blah. feel like he got injured. It says he's questionable. Did not practice on Wednesday. And Johnson was limited last week with a foot issue, so it may be the same injury. He ended up playing through it against the Giants um, and led the team with ten targets. Hey, you know the fun- I was really interested in him as well coming into this season. That's a good pickup on her. So hopefully he's not. It's not too serious of an injury because he's got a lot of potential. I didn't even research that much about Pittsburgh. I'm not gonna lie. I was very concerned about them. So um, did you see this? Did you see the stat about this game that um, Ben Roethlisberger ended the game with more rushing yards than Saquon did? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I I I feel for Saquon. I mean, he's such a great back. and and yeah, not same with Nick Chubb. Um, now he's in a running back by committee. Doesn't have a great O line. He's a solid running back, like technically a solid running back. Yeah, um, might not put up the points to seem that way, but you know, just one of those situations where you kind of hope he finds something better the next contract. But Jimmy's team is pretty dangerous and pretty scary because if you actually look across, like looking at Mark's team. And you saw his bench was pretty. But if you look at Jimmy's team and then look at his bench and you go, he had some uh, some pretty good, uh, you know, yeah. scores on the bench there as well. Um, yeah, Slayton had a breakout game. Yeah. Well, in New Orleans, um, the defense, I mean, they, you know, we yeah. know what they and did. And he's then got, he's got Newton right there. Yep. Uh, yeah, he, he's... Drafted a really good team. Yeah, pretty crazy one. So, and Kittle, I think Kittle's question. I think Kittle. This they're saying he they're not they're not expecting him to play. I believe this week. Mm. Well, he got injured in the preseason, mm-hmm. um, which sucks because with Debo Samuel and everyone out, like he's he should be feasting right now. He's the guy you want. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but he'll if he bounces back, he's the number two tight end in the league. Oh 100%. hell yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, he's got, yeah, no, that's a really good lineup. So this week, you're facing off against Tony and the Incredible Bulk. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about that? Projected to win. 
You know, projected to win. That doesn't mean anything. No, of course uh. not. You know, I'm really happy because in the in the draft chat, were you there when we were talking Thielen? When Tony was like, "Oh, do I draft?" and I said, "Thielen's a good wide receiver," and he had a really good, uh, you know, 25 points for uh, for uh, week one. So I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I uh, I got OBJ because I wanted him to have a bounce back year, but Baker Mayfield just does not look like a good quarterback right now. So I've, I've kind of I'm, I'm really up in the air about what to do here because <laughs> he's got so much potential to break out, and he even played a good game. The passes yeah. just weren't there. You know, he's drawing penalties, which helped the team, but doesn't help fantasy. Yeah. So like it's yeah, I uh, I don't know. How about you? How about you? Your lineup, your matchup. Who are you going up against? I'm going against uh, John with Steeman Willie Beeman. Which I'll give John credit for keeping that name. That was not the name that he picked for his team, but he kind of left it. I don't know if he knows it. He can change that team name. Um, I decided well, to change my name. Yeah, well, he knows now if he listens, which he probably won't, but that's okay. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty nervous about the running back position in that respect, but, um, you know, I, uh, and obviously tight end. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's going to beat you on tight end. I'm, I'm sorry to let you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Kelsey, so he probably will. You're, you're not going to top Kelsey yeah, this week. barring injury or something like that. So, you know, I'm going to keep an eye out on what's going on. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm really, you know, have to make some tough decisions. I, I, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm really going to try to keep an eye out. You'll notice I actually went with Kirk Cousins for quarterback, which I am feeling pretty nervous about, but at the same time. I'm feeling as though, you know, Minnesota's defense is not the same defense. They're not. And he's, he's unfortunately going to have to throw the ball. So Yeah, they, they do have a good run, run defense still. Who's your other quarterback? Roethlisberger. So, Roethlisberger. And who are they I, playing, Denver? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a, I haven't set my lineup. I don't set my lineup until later, later in the week. So you can't Smart. take this as, well, I mean, it really has to do with just, I don't want to get tied to things. I want to feel loose. Yeah. I want to feel open about it. And I want to not feel like, oh, I got to set this or that. So that's why I, I kind of left it the way it is right now. But I'm going to, you know, I got to research into Denver here a little bit. But yeah, man. Cool. That's fun. It Good is stuff. fun, isn't it? And it's delightful. You know what else is fun? Doing this and doing this. Uh, week after week after week with no possibility of people listening. Absolutely. But it takes off so much pressure knowing that nobody's going to listen to this. <laughs> and we went way too long. We're at 46 minutes, so we really got to wrap oh, this thing geez. up. Oh, jeez. We'll do better next week. We got it. Yeah, you know, you and I, like, we were, we chatted the first 13 minutes on random shit, so. Okay, well, well it was the first, in all fairness, is the introduction. You tried to start it off, and I thought, you know, the people want to know. They don't care how Mike's are doing. <laughs> well, we should though. I mean, again, this is just for our league. So yeah, you know what? It is a good thing to just say, Hey, how's it going? And what's going on? I will say visually, I think it was, you know, we, I've done a lot of these via the phone and stuff like that. And I think it, mm. like actually seeing, I don't know if you actually looked at the screen share that I got going or not. I, I but, had been, I've been watching it. You know, yeah. we should do this in the post show, but we're we going to do it now. Just, just like, you. Talk about the notes about what worked in the what worked. past. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's what pros do. That's what the pros do. Again, the postmortem inside of the podcast is what we're doing. <laughs> I have a very professional setup, but what we are doing is very amateur. 
that said i mean there anyways all right we'll talk about it later all right let's let's let me hit that we'll let them go let's let them go hey guys if you made it this far i don't know what you're I doing hope you learned life. something something I, we had a good discussion i learned something this was good so i'm excited for what i learned but you know i'll say for mike and mike and for fred as well we'll see everybody next week at some point <laughs>